guys all doing? Good. Man, I'm, I'm so happy to be here. You know why? Because I made it here by myself for the first time. <laughs> I've been here, I think, every single semester that SNU has been around. I've never been able to find this place on my own. <laughs> I've always had a frantic call right before, like five minutes away. I'm like, I don't know where I am. But this time, it was, I, I was thinking it might be one of my last times speaking here. And so I was like, okay, be really stubborn. I'm not calling anyone no matter what. And I found it. I, you would, I'm directionally challenged. I'll admit that. After 28 years, I'll say it today. Um, like Rona said, my name's Emily. I'm really excited to be here. Uh, she is one of my very faithful and really loyal friends, so I'm so excited to be here to see her ministry and also find out why she can never hang out with me on Tuesday nights. Uh, but she talks about you all a lot, brags about you all a lot, so I'm excited to be here too. Uh, if you guys could turn in your Bibles with me to third, uh, third John, we're going to be speaking, we're going to be reading verses one to four, third John. It's one of those really short letters at the end of the Bible. It's only about a page long. We could read the whole thing if we wanted, but let's not. You guys look great. You guys were had so much energy when I walked in. I was surprised because I heard it's your finals week. I was expecting all these like sleep-deprived people, but you guys were dancing and so joyful. And so that was really encouragement to see. All right, you guys there? Yep, third John was for the elder to the beloved Gaius. Glad we don't have that name. <laughs> Whom I love in truth. Beloved, I pray that all may go well with you and that you may be in good health as it goes well with your soul. Everyone say soul. soul. For I rejoice greatly when the brothers came and testified to your truth as indeed you are walking in the truth. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. Okay, so this elder, most people think he's John. He's writing to his beloved, okay, this person that he's, he's like a father figure to this guy named Gaius. Let's just say it a few more times just to get it off our tongue. Gaius, Gaius. All right, get over the name. I'm going to, every time I say it, I don't want to see any chuckling. And, and he writes this letter to his beloved Gaius, and I'm the one that's immature, huh? <laughs> and he greets him saying, man, your brothers have come to me and they have told me how much you've been walking in the truth. And, and I'm so filled with joy because I've heard that you are walking in the truth. And because you're walking in the truth, I know that it is well with your soul. And because it is well with your soul, I want to wish that your health may also be well, just as it is with your soul. And I was thinking when I read this, man, if someone came to me that's a father figure, and, and would they have that same assurance with my soul? Would they come to me and be like, I, Emily, I know your soul is so well. You are walking in the truth. Your soul is so healthy. I, I pray that your health, your whole being would be well, just as your soul is. And it got me really thinking because I think that's the way that God the Father comes to us. You know, he comes to us. He doesn't would say, you know, like, how, how is everything on the outside? How's your studies? How's, how's, how's your health? How's he, first thing, man, he comes to you. I'm so happy. I'm so 
joyful that you are walking in the truth. And because you're walking in the truth, I know that your soul is so well. And I pray that your health may also be well just as your soul is well. So that's the passage we're looking at today. And uh, let's, bow, let's bow our heads in prayer real quick. God, I pray that today um, you would bless this time. Uh, God, that you would speak to us uh, in regards to our well-being, our soul. And Lord, we, I pray that as you ask us even right now, how is your soul that we would be challenged? I pray that some of us would even be able to say, my soul so well. When I sing, my soul sings. It sings to you, God. But for those who maybe don't know, God, I pray that you would speak to them here today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So what I want to do today is I want to do a health check here at SNU. Okay, I want to do a health check. What's a health check? Health check, you go to the doctor, what, once, twice a year? And nothing's really wrong. Nothing's really wrong with you. Everything's well, actually. It's a waste of my time waste of my money. I don't want to go. But once or twice a year, you go do this health check. And you go, normally things are okay. Okay. Hopefully they're okay. Maybe that I, one reason why I don't like health checks is I think everything's fine. And I go and they're like, uh, you have this and this. That always happens at the dentist. I have terrible teeth. Okay. I have terrible teeth. I'm going for my normal cleaning. Here in Korea, they call it scaling. Right, sounds even scarier than cleaning. I hate the dentist, and so, but every time I go, I think I'm fine. I'm just going for my cleaning, and then when it's over, they're like, uh, "You have two cavities and a root canal." I'm like, "Say what? Come at me again?" That's like a ton of money and a lot of pain, and I have to come back to the dentist what four or five more times. If any of you guys have gone through a root canal, you know here in Korea, it takes about four to five times to complete health check. But we have to go, right? Is this mic going in and out? You guys okay? You know, my sister, she recently did a health check. She's, she's a marathon runner. So she's training for, the, for Ironman, if you guys know what that is out in the States. Uh, she's, she's healthy. She wakes up at 5 in the morning to go for a swim for an hour and then wakes me up to go for a run. And uh, she's very disciplined, very healthy. She went for a health check. Why? Because her insurance covered, all right? <laughs> she's in New York, and she, she went for a health check, and they, she thought everything would be fine with her. She's so healthy. She eats healthy. And then the doctor goes, oh, you, need some, you're, you have some vitamin D deficiency. Vitamin D, she works in New York City, so she's in the office all day long. So vitamin D mainly comes from sunlight. And so she started taking vitamin D pills. And what vitamin D does is it allows your bones to properly absorb calcium. So if you don't have enough vitamin D in you, then your bones will deteriorate faster. And so as soon as she started taking this vitamin D, she began to feel even better, more full, more well than she was before. Health check. Um, I have to admit that I, after arriving to Korea, I've avoided the health check and I've been successful. I haven't gone once because what I've heard is here in Korea specifically, they're very invasive. Have you guys heard about that? Like, you, two days prior to going to a health check, they make you drink all this stuff that cleans out your system. So you have nothing in you. You have to fast certain kinds of food. You can't eat anything. Just so they can stick some tube down your throat, like, make you go to sleep, and then put some foreign object in you that shouldn't be in you to check, like, what's going on inside. Really? 
then not only that, after there might be something wrong with you. Who wouldn't avoid that? But I think the problem, specifically with me, and you guys might all agree, is we avoid these health checks, but when something goes wrong with our outer appearance, we freak out. You wake up with a red eye one day, and you're like, oh my gosh, like, everyone's going to think I have pink eye, no one's going to want to be around me, it's four in the morning, I'm going to call every doctor that I know, is the doctor going to be open? Have you guys had those? No? It's only me? <laughs> I do that all the time. If I, one time I saw, like, my, I'd ne- I refused to go to the dentist, and I woke up one day, and I saw a little hole in my tooth, and I was like, oh, my gosh, it's going to be a root canal. And I went, and it was just a little cavity, but I, I dropped work. I got up early. I didn't have an appointment, so I went to wait in line two hours to get my health check. Why? Because something was wrong on the outside. And that's kind of what the Spirit of the Lord was speaking to me in regards to SNU here tonight, is that you all are probably really good at maintaining the well-being of your outside surrounding. How is, if I were to ask you, how is your academics going? How is your family doing? How is your sister? How is your brother? How is your patience? How is your temper? How has it been looking for a boyfriend? How, how, what's your progress in finding a girlfriend? Whether it's a good or bad answer, you have an answer for me, right? Because you've thought about it, at least. But if I were to ask you how is your soul something that you can't see, I would think that maybe some of you have been avoiding that checkup. So that's kind of how I'm coming at you tonight, is that if God came through just like this elder came to Gaius and was like, hey, your soul is so well, could God come to you here today and be like, Rona, your soul, you're walking in the truth. You're walking in the truth. You are a woman of truth, and therefore your soul is so well. And I'm so happy. It brings me so much joy that you're walking in the truth and that you are so well, that your soul is well. And because your soul is well, I pray that your health would prosper just as your soul is well. But what happens with us as believers is it's the opposite. We see, wow, you're doing so well here. Wow, your grades are so good. Wow, your family's really prospering. Hey, I wonder, how's your soul? It's the opposite, isn't it? If you talk to your pastors, they would think, that that's, that's, I wish I could come to them and be like, Daniel, your soul is so well. May health be upon you just as your soul is well. But what is it normally? It's normally the opposite, right? I see all this that is well, but how is your soul? Uh, if you attend New Philly, Uh, you would know that this past Sunday, Pastor Christian preached a message called The Flesh Profits Nothing. Okay, The Flesh Profits Nothing. It's okay if you didn't go, but um, check it out. Okay, go to our New Philly Facebook site. uh, Go to newphilly.cc. It's available. It's a great message if you want to learn more about this. But I'm going to really briefly summarize some of the stuff that he said. Okay, so what he said was that we as human beings were made up of the body the soul, and the spirit. Today, what I want to talk about is kind of almost part two to his message. I want to bring it into the soul 
which he said comprises of your mind, emotion, and will. Your mind, emotion, and will is your soul. And I want to focus in on our soul today because the soul is very important. Okay, where, uh, if you go to MP Shilin, you might have heard me say this analogy, but the soul is like the driver, right? And your body is like a car. So wherever your soul goes, your body will go also. So I use this example. If your soul desires McDonald's, your body will go to McDonald's. It's not your soul that wants, it's not your body that wants McDonald's. In fact, your body's like, please don't take me. No, no chicken nuggets. No, 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 please. But your soul wants it. But if your soul desires for the things of God, then where does your body naturally go? Towards the things of God. So it's very important to maintain the health of your soul and to guard it. Because the devil, he knows this. And so he's constantly trying to make bargains with your soul. In uh, Mark 8, 36, it says, For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world, yet forfeit his soul? The devil knows how important your soul is. He's going to keep on trying to make you bargain with him and to give up and forfeit your soul. This is very important for us to take care of our soul. If you are excited for this word, I want to hear you say amen. Amen. All right. (laughs) What I want to do today with this checkup, all right, is I want to present to you three things that define a healthy soul. Okay, what makes a soul healthy? All right. We're we're not going to avoid this checkup no more. I'm going to present you three reasons, three things that make a soul healthy. Number one, a healthy soul feeds on the truth. Okay, if we go back to our passage, how many times did he mention truth? Right? He says, for I greatly rejoice. What is, where am I? Beloved, I pray that all may go well with you and that you may be in good health as it is well with your soul. For I rejoice greatly when the brothers came and testified to your truth, as indeed you are walking in the truth. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. A healthy soul feeds on the truth. Truth is kind of like water, food, and sleep. It's a simple necessity that we often overlook. I don't know about you, but for me, I have a consistent habit of thinking I'm going to die. (laughs) If I'm hungry, tired, or thirsty, and I don't know why. So... For example, I'll come to work, and I'll be like, I'm so dizzy. I can't, like, think. Man, I couldn't sleep all night. I'm so dizzy. I think it was because the weekend, it was so hectic. I feel, I, I can't even function. I don't know if I need to go to the doctor. And then someone will be like, well, did you drink some water? And I'm like, so offended, right? I'm telling you how sick I am, and you're telling me to drink just water? And they're like, and I keep going. They're like, well, did you drink some? And just drink some water. Just drink. And I'm like, oh. and they're so annoying, nagging me so much that I'll just drink some water. And what do you know? The dizziness goes away. Or I come to my friend and I'm like, oh, man, my relationships are all whack. Ugh, I'm just so frustrated. Why, why are relationships so hard? Why are friendships so hard? Why can't we all just get along? I'm so frustrated. Oh, like, 
it's, it, it, it's, it's lunchtime, but I don't even have time for that. And they're like, well, why don't you eat this cracker? And it's like, I don't want a cracker. I want to save room in my stomach for good food. They're like, why don't you just have this cracker? And I'm like, no, I don't want. Did you hear what I just said is wrong in my life? And then so I feel a little bit more patient now. Well, so what's going on? Right? Do you, do you have that tendency? I turn into a monster. But that's kind of how the truth is, okay? Just like people around you know you really, really well and what triggers you and what you need, and we give them the benefit of the doubt, all right, maybe I'll take this cracker. Maybe I'll drink some water. The truth is kind of like that. We have to sometimes give God the benefit of the doubt. This simple truth is supposed to solve this big, huge problem in my life. You might even have a... Uh, uh, Have you ever heard people go, I know this is the truth, but it's not how I feel. I know this is the truth, but I can't receive it. But I want to challenge you to give God the benefit of the doubt. Try it. Try to believe it. See, healthy souls, they don't just know the truth, but they feed on it. Healthy souls don't just know the truth, but they feed on it. Sometimes we have to give God the benefit of the doubt and receive the truth. Unhealthy souls refuse to take it. Unhealthy souls refuse to take the truth. And what is truth? What is truth? In your situation, no matter how big and dark it seems, God is still in control. I am fearfully and wonderfully made you should be so grounded in the truth that it should surprise you when someone says they don't like you i'm surprised when people say don't they don't like i'm like what is there not to like (laughs) that's how confident you should be in the truth because god made you just the way that he wanted you to be therefore someone doesn't like you who cares what is the truth the truth is That even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. Why? Because your rod, they comfort me. You go before me. Mercy, goodness, follow me. But an unhealthy, an unhealthy soul will be like, all right, yeah, 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 yeah. Weeping is there, but I don't think joy is going to come in the morning. No. What does the truth say? Weeping may endure for a night, but joy is bound to come in the morning. God is our refuge and strength. But not not when I not for my struggle. No. It says, God is my refuge and strength, our present time in times of trouble. Not you think you're a big enough exception to, to go against the word of God? Godly, I'm lonely. God leads everyone to families, but not me. No, God says, I lead the lonely to families. The rebellious, I will punish. God is a God of justice. Healthy souls lean on the truth that God is going to come through. Healthy souls believe that God is a breakthrough God. Outside of the church, they call them optimists. Inside the church, we just call them people with healthy souls. A healthy soul says in the face of struggle, I am well. 
first sign of a healthy soul is that we feed on the truth. Second sign of a healthy soul is that we are anchored in hope. Anchored in hope. Hebrews 6, it says, hope is the anchor of my soul. Hope is the anchor of my soul. Where does this hope come from? It comes from the truth. Your soul should be so filled with truth that it's anchored by hope. It's so heavy with the truth, it has to be anchored by hope. Why? Because we already know the end. We should have so much hope. Jesus has already gone before us. He's already died on the cross for our sins. He's already declared victorious. Therefore, if you are in a situation where you're struggling, good news, have hope. It's not the end. Surely victory awaits you. Healthy souls are anchored in hope. Romans 8.28, God turns everything around for our good. You are destined for victory. You know, I remember uh, if, if this is the first time you're hearing me preach or the first time you've met me, uh, I used to be a pageant girl. Yeah, beauty pageants. Don't believe me? <laughs> hey. I remember one. Uh, so there's a section, okay, of the beauty pageant when you're on stage. And there's a section that you guys have probably laughed at pageant girls all the time. It's called Q&A. It's really nerve-wracking, by the way, when you're up there. I have full empathy for them. I've messed up myself. But I remember there was one time where they asked me a question, and the question was, okay, it's like that moment, drum roll. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and um, it was, if, y if your life had a song, what would the title of that song be? And I remember I was like, I was like, <laughs> this was before I was saved. I was like, happy, happy, joy, joy. <laughs> and I'm like, Dumbest answer in the world, right? But if you were to ask me that question again, I would say hope. I would say hope. The theme of my soul is hope. Because too often when you turn to a Christian radio station, you never know what song you're going to expect. Because if you're not anchored in hope, you're going to be tossed and turned. You have no truth in you. So whatever people feed you, that's who you are. Get this. If you go out into the world not knowing who you are, they're going to tell you who you are. But the thing is, is our soul, when we go out there, it should be so full. There's no room for anyone to tell us who we are besides who God tells us who we are. Your soul should be full of truth so that it's anchored in hope. See, Satan, he is the father of lies. In John 8, 44, contrary to truth, it says that Satan, he does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. If you go out into the world with a blank soul, He's going to want to write on it. You're not supposed to go out into your workplace, into your classrooms, into your clubs, into your family with a blank soul. It's supposed to be filled with the word of God, filled with the truth so much that it's anchored in hope and that no one can write on it.
you know, I'm single too, but I'll, I'll talk to the single people because this is something I've learned. Is, you know, there's nothing more attractive in someone that is anchored in hope. You know, someone that can't be moved. Can I get a witness? Yeah? <laughs> I want to make sure it wasn't my own preference. <laughs> there's nothing more attractive than someone that is anchored in hope, anchored in the truth. Someone who knows who they are. But too many Christians, we go around trying to find our boyfriend and girlfriend thinking that they're going to complete you. But no, you're not supposed to. Jesus is the one that completes you. They're supposed to add to you. And so don't walk around trying to find your next spouse or boyfriend or girlfriend with an empty soul. Fill your soul with the truth. That's what speaks to college students. (laughs) I'll I'll, I'll implement more of that. It's really hot in here. What is the theme of your soul? If you feel like you have allowed culture to affect your soul, ask God to show me where I've allowed culture to write on my soul. I feel like this word is for someone right now is that did you know that it's not normal for someone to say bad things to you? Yeah, that's hitting someone in this room right now. It's not normal for someone to say mean things to you. That's not normal. Okay, so if you've gotten used to whoever that is, if you've gotten used to someone saying bad things to you and writing on your soul, I want to say to you that that that's not normal. Okay? All right. Don't let your soul be free but guard it because where we let it wander are normally not good places. If you listen to Pastor Christian's sermon from Sunday, I, I'll stop referring to it that much, but he was saying that, that our soul always desires to go to places that we shouldn't go unless it's led by the Spirit. So if our soul follows the things of the Spirit, our body will also follow the things of the Spirit. That's how to be spiritual is when our soul and our body go towards the things of the Spirit. Why was I saying that? I don't know, but I thank God every single day for not letting me go where my soul wanted to go. Okay? I don't know where I am in my notes anymore, but it doesn't matter. Because I thank God every single day for not letting me go towards where I was destined to go. I thank God for interfering in my life. Okay, Because where my soul was leading me to go, if you've heard my testimony, I was all about achieving things. I was all about, I was in New York City. I was trying to build my resume. I was trying to get good grades. I was trying to be a designer. I was trying to do this and that and this and that. And then the enemy, right when he got me, tried to take me out by hitting me with the car. I got hit by the car, flew off, fell off 20 feet away from the, the collision. And that's where God encountered me. And he was like, no. My spirit has something to say in where you go. I thank God every single day that he didn't let me go where my soul desired for me to go. Is your soul anchored in hope? Healthy souls are anchored in hope. The first thing was that healthy souls, they feed on the truth. Second, healthy souls are anchored in hope. Third, healthy souls seek a doctor. Albert got that one. (laughs) Healthy souls seek a doctor. 
You know, healthy souls get help when they are hurting. Unhealthy souls do it alone. Twitter churches. Twitter churches. Have you guys heard of Twitter churches? That's a term that we use for, for churches that show their best and then hide the rest. Okay? Instagram isn't real. When you go on Instagram and you see people's news feeds and how great they're doing, that's not real. We're not all called to be perfect people that are happy all the time. When we're not doing well, we're called to seek a doctor. We're called to go for a health check. If you don't, it's going to fester and it's going to poison inside if you don't seek help. You know, I think within the church, there's condemnation on people that that seem needy. If you ask for help, you're needy. And you shouldn't be like that, especially when you're maturing as a leader in the church, especially when you're growing in Christ. We can't ask for help. No, that's so far from the truth. In fact, I want to even say this, that your neediness is actually a sign of health. Your neediness is a sign of health. And let me explain. Okay. This does not mean I, my, my familial leader is my daycare teacher. This does not mean every time I, need, I, I, I don't feel good, I don't know how to find the truth, but the truth is in my Bible, but I don't know where to find No, that's, that's not what I'm talking about. But I'm talking about when our soul becomes healthy, it actually becomes more needy. Okay? I, for example, I'm very disciplined with my sleep. Okay, I, I, if I'm able, I sleep at 10.30, wake up at 6, go for a run. I'm very, very disciplined with my sleep. I've always been, ever since I was little. I was, I was a little girl, like 5, 6, and I'd be like, Mom, Dad, go to sleep. You know? They always stayed up too late. I, I, I think sleep is very, very important for the well-being of our everything. And so sleep is very important to me. I sleep at a certain time and then wake up at a certain time, but... If, say, we have a late night, people that normally sleep late who don't get sleep, they're used to it, right? But for me, it's going to affect me a lot more because I'm, I have a healthy sleep cycle. That, does that help you understand what I'm talking about? Is When we have healthy souls, we realize we have a greater need for Jesus. When our souls get more healthy, we have a greater need for the truth. We realize that we are desperately in need of God when we are healthy. And we realize our dependence on him because less and less of me becomes I need more and more of him. And so I just want to speak out that we should really free ourselves from that church condemnation of needing help when you're hurting. Okay. So one, healthy souls, they feed on the truth. Healthy souls are anchored in hope. Healthy souls seek a doctor. Okay, I'm going to invite up Bo as we close. And uh, one thing that I was really feeling for this campus is uh, I got a vision. I got a vision for you. And what I felt like was that there's a lot on the outside that is well. A lot on the outside that is well, but I want this campus to be able to sense when something's wrong with our soul and be able to react in the same way we would when we see something wrong with our outside appearance, that we would be able to rush 
to a doctor, rush to seek help, rush for diagnosis, even recognize that there's a problem.